This weekend, we are officially entering late August, and the Dodgers have already clinched a 500 record, but they have bigger fish to fry even when they go off to Miami to try to fry some fish. We have Jeff Snyder from Locked on Dodgers to talk a little bit about the fate of the best team in baseball. This is Locked on MLB. You are Locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Evidently, we are the 29th most popular baseball podcast in America. Dare to dream, everybody. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I've been a comedian, a writer, an Emmy-nominated television producer, and I've been a podcaster about baseball for over a decade, and I'm bringing my knowledge and a little bit of my, well, let's just call it passion, my love for the game of baseball here to Lockdown Podcast Network. This is my, well, let's, what is it? So I did all of 2019, 2020. This is my fourth season, my fourth full season here, and we are now entering the final stretch and uh, we follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me, Emery Palsali, with Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. When you have your smart device, be sure to tell it to play lock, podcast Lockdown MLB. Or check out some of the other terrific shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Dodgers with my friend and my, well, my guest on today's show. And might as well just bring him right on. It's Jeff Snyder. The Snydog is here. Hatless with a beautiful head of hair. I didn't know. I've, I've never seen your pompadour like that. Those who watch it on the, the video, I've, usually you're in front of a wall of bobbleheads. And by the way, wall of bobbleheads is one of my favorite bands in the 1980s. And the you got a beautiful head of hair there, man. Show if you got it, flaunt it. Oh, can't hear you, man. Can you hear me now? Now I can. There, there you go. it is, man. There you go. Yeah. I usually podcast from uh, from my home office downstairs, but uh, I was upstairs tonight working, and I wanted to podcast from here. So the bob- the wall of bobbleheads is down here, downstairs, and my podcasting hat is also downstairs, right next to that computer. So I am hatless tonight. But yeah, you know, it's it's not a terrible head of hair, so it's not you too bad like to show it off once in a while. You- you look like a million dollars. In other words, we can lowball a utility infielder with how well you look right now. So there yeah, you go. Just call me. Uh, oh, I, I can't even think of a utility infielder. I, I, I'm so spoiled by the Dodgers only having really good players. I can't think, think of a guy who only makes a million bucks. Well, like, okay, let's take a look at something for a second. The uh, the LA Dodgers, we're recording this. Uh, the, this episode is dropping on the 19th day of August 2022. Uh, we're recording this very late on the 18th day. The Dodgers play an afternoon game in Milwaukee, and it was a uh, it was a rare loss for LA. Um, they, Corbin Burns is obviously one of the best pitchers of baseball, and there's no real shame in losing to a pitcher who's 
as good as Corbin Burns, but it was interesting that there was a chance to um, to clinch a winning record in mid-August. I mean, I know they're, they're, they have bigger ambitions than just being above 500 to finish the season, but I just think it would be interesting that they would be like, okay, we know we're winning, and we're not even late August just yet, just to show how good they are, you know, compared to some of the other teams in the game. But Burns was okay, pitched into the sixth. Um, the Dodgers did rally in the sixth inning. Um, Lux got the big hit. Um, but in the end, it was 5-3 uh, Milwaukee. Um, you know, do you have any bad thoughts of the game or is the fact that the Padres couldn't defeat the Washington Nationals and therefore no, you know, nothing was lost, essentially? Uh, I stopped worrying about what the Padres are doing a long time ago. The Dodgers locked up the National League West probably a month ago, and so I'm not uh, too concerned about I did watch the Padres game because I like baseball, and it was the only game I'm on. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the reason I'm not too concerned is uh, the Dodgers did put up three rounds on Corbin Burns. They they showed they can hit good pitching. And, it, I mean, the, the reason they lost is Andrew Heaney had his first bad start of the year. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's – Clunkers happen sometimes. He was probably overdue. And, uh, you know, Heaney had only allowed one home run all season before this game. And anybody who knows anything about Andrew Heaney knows that he sometimes gives up some home runs. So he allowed three home runs to the Brewers today. And that was that that was all five runs for the Brewers. Dodgers ended up rallying and, you know, had a chance. But uh, you know what? It, it's hard to overcome your starter giving up three home runs and five runs, especially against a guy like Burns. You know, yeah, obviously you'd like to win every game, but splitting a series with the Brewers, a series that meant a lot to the Brewers and, you know, no individual series means much to the Dodgers at this point. You know, it's, it is what it is, I guess. Well, right now, Los Angeles has a 17 game lead over San Diego. Um, I, I think that's pretty close to being in, let's put it, in cruise control. Uh, and keeping in mind, even with the loss, the Dodgers have won seven of their last ten games. They went on a massive winning streak just a few weeks ago. Uh, I think the uh, we'll get in segment three, I really wanted to match up L.A. with New York. But right now, the, the Mets are, in the, just looking at the loss column, the Mets are seven games back in the lost column of L.A. with as well as the Mets have played and so the, some of the long winning streaks. And, you know, they lost the game to Atlanta last night, but they still are, you know, a tremendous team and playing really well. And even with that, they're a full week of game. I mean, they would have to make up a, a game a week if they wanted to catch L.A. for the top spot. And, I just don't see that happening. So LA is pretty much wrapped up the best record in baseball at this point. Um, do you have, I mean, at this point, I mean, do you agree with me that they're basically in full let's line up our playoff roster mode? Uh, yeah. I mean, they are not so much because they've locked up best record in baseball. They definitely locked up the division. They've, you know, it, it's, there's a chance seven games in 45 games or whatever they have left. It's not totally insurmountable. It's unlikely. Um, But yeah, I do think the Dodgers right now, I think everything they're doing is a science project to try to figure out what's our best chance to win in October. And that's why 
they keep throwing Craig Kimbrell out there, even though he's been really bad all season, because the best version of this team in October has an effective and dominant Craig Kimbrell at closer. So they're going to give him every chance to get back to there. Uh, you know, they, it's why they traded for Joey Gallo. Hey, let's see if Joey Gallo can remember how to hit, because if he can, that's a huge boost to a postseason roster. If not, no big deal. Cut him, you know, or don't put him on the postseason roster at least, and no harm done. Uh, everything the Dodgers are doing right now, I feel like, is trying to stay healthy and figure out what they have for October, what's their roster, what's their chance of winning. And that's the benefit of having a huge division lead right now is you don't have to worry about Craig Kimber blowing an individual game because one game, I mean, the Dodgers have lost three of their last five games and they haven't lost any ground in anything, you know? And so it's, uh, yeah, they, they are playing, their goal is to win the last game of the season on November 1st through 5th, whenever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everything they're doing is working towards that. You made a great point. I actually didn't think about this because I was going to bring this up in kind of a, a snarky manner of this basically saying they have to get, they have to just stop the Craig Kimbrell in crucial moments addiction that teams seem to have with him. Look, at Craig Kimbrell has had a wonderful career. Uh, when he was with Atlanta, he was with one of the best relievers in baseball and he had one or two seasons with Boston where he was really really good um I I think that you saw his ineffectiveness beginning certainly in that 2018 postseason when they didn't even go to him to close out the World Series because he had given the team in Afajita uh and I had been thinking why are the Dodgers keep bringing him out there he's he just doesn't have it but you're right this is one of the advantages of having such a big lead and such a big advantage. If you have like two weeks of a really good Craig Kimbrell, that's a gigantic boost. So yeah, yeah you, you know, that's a great point you made that basically, you know, we're saying let's uh, let's try to get him there and, uh, you know, do our best. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The, the Dodgers shouldn't be putting him in, in any crucial moments. But the point is, the Dodgers aren't going to have any crucial moments between right. now and October 7th when the postseason starts. Now, uh, at this point, Kershaw is on the, the injured list. Now, B- Walker Bueller's gone for the year, Yeah, correct? Yep. Okay. Now, Gonsolin's obviously had a wonderful season for them. Uh, Urias has been solid. Tyler Anderson has been pretty good. Um you know, Kershaw is what's the what's the status on Kershaw and when is he coming back? And is is David Price uh is he gonna be a factor? Uh, Kershaw, the plan is sometime in September. You know, my my hope is that they just bring him back for three or four starts in September, just enough to get stretched back out and don't put any more stress on that body than they have to, so that he can, you know. He, Last year, he got hurt about the same time as he did this year, and he yeah. came back in early September, and then he ended up getting hurt the last weekend of the regular season. If Kershaw only has, you know, so many innings left in his in him this in this year before his back gives out, uh, I want those innings to come in October. And so I'm hoping they get him just enough starts in September. And I think that's probably roughly the plan. Get him just enough starts that he is stretched out and ready to go for October but also pretty fresh as for David price. 
uh, he's not going to be a factor as far as starting pitching goes, but he has actually uh, turned into a really good relief pitcher all of a sudden. Right, the, last yeah. couple, the last couple of months, he's been outstanding. And it's kind of funny. We've spent the whole season that, okay, at some point, the, this roster crunch is going to hit. The Dodgers will DFA David Price. It's the last year of his contract. At some point, he's not going to fit on this roster. And then, you know, injuries would happen. Oh, well, somebody else got hurt. So David Price lives to see another day. And then suddenly you look up and it's like, oh, he. He's allowed one run in the last two months or something. It's, uh, I mean, he's, he got really good again. And uh, yeah. I don't totally understand it. And they haven't really leaned into it. They haven't started putting him in high, high leverage situations or anything. But worst case scenario, he's a pretty solid eighth guy out of the bullpen in the postseason with how well he's been pitching. All right. Well, look, at, it's all about health. And I was going to bring up the fact that Kershaw's health was a factor that they brought him back in an awkward way. And the, he didn't even play in the postseason last year, which I think the, the Dodgers probably could have used his arm uh, in their run if they tried to beat Atlanta. But let's talk about another part of health. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace that's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients uh, like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extracts, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine. No more bloated belly or an uncomfortable digestion and no more feeling tired and low of energy all the time. And best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener to Blocked On MLB, you can try liver health formula risk free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit is a safe and all natural appetite suppressant. Make it easy. Say no to those naughty foods. This makes for the first, the absolute best compliment for liver health formula. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Once again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. Okay, we're here talking Dodgers with Jeff Snyder of Locked On Dodgers. Now, just going through the roster right now, um, I actually, at the beginning of the year, picked Freddie Freeman to be the National League MVP. Now, I don't think he is the NL MVP, but man, oh man, he has fit into this lineup, I think, like a glove. I think he's been terrific. Uh, you get the yeah. full season out of Trey Turner, who might be? Who is probably their offensive MVP? Uh, certainly has you know has the power, has a high average, has a high OPS, has the speed. Uh, Mookie Betts, who is on loan from the Red Sox, eventually the Dodgers are going to return to the Red Sox, but he is uh, he's doing well. Uh, Bellinger not so well. And, you know Turner's not having one of his best years, but it just seems like up and down the lineup. It just looks solid enough to 
get those runs they need for that pitching staff right now. What, do you, what are your thoughts on the lineup and what needs to be tinkered between now and the beginning of the postseason? Yeah, really right now, Cody Bellinger's the main hole in the lineup. Everybody else, you know, Justin Turner started off slow, uh, but has turned it on. He's hitting really, really well the last couple months. Uh, Max Muncy started off really, really poorly, uh, but in August, he has been outstanding, like one of the best hitters in baseball in August, and and seems to have turned that corner. Uh, you know, I guess Chris Taylor is still a question mark. He hasn't, you know, he's been hit and miss since he came off the injured list. Um, but really, Cody Bellinger's the big offensive hole in the lineup right now. Uh, he's shown spurts and you know gets us excited a couple times, and then and then hits another slump. He's still playing excellent defense. It's just kind of crazy that a guy who hit 39 home runs as a rookie, 47 home runs two years later, winning the MVP, uh, is now in the lap because of his defense. But that's kind of where we're at with Cody Bellinger. But the cool thing is when you have Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith and Max Muncy and Justin Turner and Gavin Lux, uh, it's okay to have one guy who's in the, in the lineup for his defense, you know? And uh they're hoping that Bellinger can turn it on. And if not, you know, you've got Chris Taylor can play a very good center field too. Not quite as good as Bellinger, but, but very good. Joey Gallo is a solid defensive outfielder. If he, if he can uh, remember how to hit. So they have options there, but yeah, I mean, top to bottom, just about this Dodgers offense is really, really good and is going to put up a bunch of runs most of the time. Is there anyone in their farm that they can, uh, bring up and pop in anytime and to sort of be that kind of weapon that the opposition hasn't seen uh, and that they could have that that burst in the postseason? Uh, two guys jump out as possibilities. One is Edwin Rios, who has spent quite a bit of time in the big leagues. He was in the big leagues this year, and then he got hurt. And uh, he he came off the injured list. He spent his maximum 20 days in AAA on a rehab assignment. And during those 20 days, the Dodgers traded for Joey Gallo. And so uh, right now, Rios, they, when they activated from the IL, they just option, optioned him back to AAA. So he just stayed where he was. And if Gallo doesn't pan out or if Bellinger, you know, is, is so bad that they can't even put him on a postseason roster. Edwin Rios would be a guy who takes that spot. And then the other guy who jumps to mind is Miguel Vargas, who has gotten a couple games in the big leagues this year, made his major league debut, hit a hit a, a RBI double in his first at bat uh, that would have been a home run in like 28 stadiums, but it was triples alley in San Francisco. Uh, and he is his bat is ready for the big leagues. He is an excellent, excellent hitter. He doesn't really have a position. But he's a guy right. who I could definitely see in the postseason. Uh, I think he's going to get some time on the big league roster in September when they're allowed to add a couple guys to the roster. And uh, I think he's a guy who, depending on health and how other guys pan out, he's a guy we could see in, in October uh, because he really does have the bat to to be an impact player. Is there any pitchers who are kind of, I mean, you had mentioned David Price, who has pitched very well out of the bullpen. Um, is there any pitcher on their roster that you think will become a secret weapon come October? Well, uh, there's an answer that uh, qualifies as a secret weapon if you're not a Dodger fan. If you're a Dodger fan, you are very, very familiar with his name by now. Uh, but everybody else might say, wait, who? And that's Evan Phillips. Evan right. Phillips is has been amazing this year. 
outstanding, just, you know, ice in his veins, any situation, put him out there. His slider is filthy and he throws 98. He, you know, he is just a dude and, and his, he's been great this year uh, after they, they got him off waivers from the Rays. And usually the Rays don't give up on guys with potential, but uh, I guess they had a roster crunch and uh, Dodgers got him from the Rays and he has just been outstanding. Uh, and the other guy who kind of fits that same bill is Yancy Almonte. Another guy who people say, wait, that guy, because Yancy Almonte in his career has not been good. And then he came to the Dodgers, uh, his former teammate in Colorado, Jake McGee told him, go to the Dodgers. They will help fix you. And he went to the Dodgers and they fixed him. His, they, they fixed some of his stuff. They fixed the usage, you know, throw this more, throw this less. And he's got a 115 ERA or something. He's currently on the injured list, but he's, he's throwing right now. And so he should be back. So those two guys, along with, uh, you know, Blake Trinan's coming back. They've got Caleb Ferguson, who just allowed his first run of the season. Uh, you know, they have a lot of really good relievers or potentially good relievers. Bruce Dargraderall is coming back from the IL this weekend. Mm-hmm. Throws 100. His last month and a half before he got hurt, he was outstanding. And so they have a lot of firepower in the bullpen that uh, guys who maybe aren't household names, but uh, but can really get the job done. Well, look at if some of these people are going to be healthy, then just look out. Then the Dodgers will just be the absolute safest bet to win the World Series. If you're making any bets, go to betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite spots, favorite sports. It's late and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Why don't you pick up one of these reads? Find reviews and news of every league including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Comet Sport, eSports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Good job, Sully. Thank you. Oh, man. Thank you. I I, I needed that. I felt like I'm running the marathon when you handed the – the cup of water to someone. Hey, Jeff Snyder, this is, I think, your one millionth appearance on Lockdown MLB. But, you know, that Dodgers tracks. are a good team. You know, you, you want to talk about the good teams here. But the Mets Wait, are then a why good do you team. have Millard on every week? Well, because, we, you know, <laughs> he needs a friend every Monday. You got to talk about the Diamondbacks, too? No, nah, we talk about <laughs> we talk about all of baseball. Um, <laughs> we, we, we have a sort of a courtesy... So how did the Diamondbacks do? It's like asking your friend about the, their kid's first day of school. Um, Dodgers are a very good team. The Mets are a very good team. And right now they are the two teams that I'm hoping will meet in the NLCS. Last year, it should have been the Giants and the Dodgers meeting in the NLCS because they were the two best teams of the National League. But unfortunately, the way they have the division set up, that was not a possibility. However, the uh, a possibility for a Mets-Dodgers National League Championship Series is sitting right there. And I'm, I'm going to just complete – I'm going to probably make Cardinal fans and Padre fans and whomever is going to be filling out the dance card in the National League a little bit mad. I want to see the Dodgers play the Mets in the NLCS. I know I'm supposed to root for upsets. I want to see the two best teams go head-to-head, 
winner goes to the World Series. Now, right now, and I'm not saying this to get a uh, uh, a negative reaction from you, I would probably pick the Mets. I think it would be an extraordinary close series. I think it would go seven. Um, I just like having Max Scherzer in your rotation, kind of like you guys did last year. What are your thoughts about how this Dodger team stacks up against the Metropolitans? Yeah, you know, the Mets are a very, very good team. And if DeGrom and Scherzer are both healthy, that that team is very scary in a short series. You know, basically you're going to get three or four starts by those two guys. Uh, and, and not like the rest of their starters are, are slouches. Uh, it's, it's a tough, tough team to beat. Uh, I, you know, we're still a month and a half away from the start of the postseason. Uh, so that's a long time to try to keep Jacob DeGrom healthy. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, if he's healthy. Yeah. He, he's tough. Scherzer obviously is very, very tough. Although, uh, I don't know if you remember this, that didn't totally work out perfectly for the Dodgers last year when they had Scherzer in the postseason. Uh, so, you know, if there's a team that can stuff runs to, to, uh, to win against Scherzer and DeGrom, it's the Dodgers. The Dodgers have the best offense in baseball. And, you know, people say, well, pitching and defense win in the postseason. No, scoring more runs than your opponents wins in the postseason, just like it does in the regular season. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And the Dodgers, despite not having the big flashy names, the Dodgers have the best ERA in baseball. They have had the best pitching overall and best starting pitching in baseball this year. And Tony Gonsolin is not a fluke. He had a couple rough starts surrounding the all-star break and a rough time in the all-star game. Other than that, he's been outstanding and it's not a fluke. His stuff is very, very good. Julio Urias, I think you maybe undersold the season he's having when you mentioned him earlier. He hasn't just been solid. He's, I mean, his ERA is down below two, four now, you know, right. and he's, I mean, he has been very, very good. And then you've, you've got Clayton Kershaw hopefully coming back. Dustin May's coming back from the injured list this weekend and, you know, we don't know what we're going to get from Dustin May, but the potential there is to be really, really good. And so whatever the Dodgers pitching staff ends up being in the postseason, they can't go head-to-head with DeGrom and Scherzer as far as name recognition goes. But right. as far as quality of pitching, you know, when you factor in the fact that the Dodgers, while the Mets have a good lineup, the Dodgers have a better lineup. Yeah, it would be a great series. And, you know, it, it would be fun to see uh, even though it scares me. Right. You know, I, I think it's a, I just think it would be an absolute coin toss series. And I think that it would be, you know, obviously baseball wants that to happen to have LA and New York facing off. I just think it would be a super fun series. You know, the Dodgers are going to be going off to the fish. I don't know if they have Sandy Alcantara that they're going to have to face off, but the Marlins, while not a very good team right now, they certainly can pitch well. They have a, their, their share of good pitchers on that team. And, but, you know, kind of like you were saying, the Dodgers are treating this like extended spring training right now. It's just don't go on a big losing streak and try to fill some holes within. Yeah. And, and yeah, they will be facing Alcantara uh, on Sunday. And then they have uh, Jesus Lazardo on Friday and Braxton Garrett on Saturday. All three of those pitchers are pretty good. You know, Lazardo and Garrett are more good stuff and haven't necessarily they had great seasons. They've had solid seasons, but not, you know, but they, they both have really good stuff. And Alcantara is going to win the Cy Young Award, most likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, the, the the good news is the Marlins can't hit. 
And, and that is one of the key elements in scoring more runs than your opponents is scoring some runs. And, and so, uh, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting series. And, and the Dodgers actually play the Marlins seven times in the next week and a half. And uh, they, they have a stretch. They're in the middle of a stretch right now where 14 straight games are against the Brewers and Marlins. It's four with the Brewers, the four with the Marlins, and three with the Brewers, and three with the Marlins. And, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of good pitching they're facing in those 14 games. And, uh, yeah, it's probably good practice for the postseason because uh, rumor has it they face some good pitching in the postseason. Yeah. Well, look at man. It's uh, another fun year. I mean, I mean, I- I'm not a Dodger fan, but I live right up the 110 from Dodger Stadium, and it's a lot easier to interact with people and try to start baseball conversations with people when the local team is still in it. So I certainly want to see that Mets-Dodgers series. I think that would be great for baseball. I think it would be just a great uh, setup. And, you know, it's funny, the you know, Scherzer – uh, is with the Mets now. He had a cameo with the Dodgers last year. Uh, there's a slew of players who are either in the Hall of Fame or will eventually be in the Hall of Fame who had very brief cameos with the Dodgers, like Greg Maddox and Ricky Henderson and Juan Marichal and Frank Robinson. Uh, I think Dick Allen should be in the Hall of Fame, and he had a one-year stint there. Jim, Jim Tomey had one year, and then – you know, Scherzer's a Hall of Famer, obviously. Pujols is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. And um, and they both had, last year, they had uh, brief cameos of the Dodgers. I, even Babe Ruth spent half a season as a Dodger coach. So I always find it interesting when these great players, you know, just make a quick cameo appearance with the Dodgers. Yeah, absolutely. If I was down in my in my home office, I could do this and point at my Babe Ruth Dodgers bobblehead. Uh, but you just have to imagine that. So, I think I will. Well, I don't have to imagine you on the show. So, Jeff Snyder, tell people where they could find your podcast. Yeah, the podcast is called Locked On Dodgers. It's uh, pretty straightforward. The na- naming convention from the Locked On Podcast Network is pretty self-explanatory, which I really appreciate. Locked On Dodgers, you can find every podcast. You can find it on YouTube. Basically, all the places you can find Sully, you can find Locked On Dodgers. And as you can see under my face, you can see that I am on Twitter at Snydog. And uh, basically, I talk about baseball and almost entirely the Dodgers and occasionally, uh, you know, give stuff away, too. So check it out. We're at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm your pal Sully right there in my lower third. You can see on Twitter, you can follow me at Sully Baseball. And I'm Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking Dodgers with Jeff Snyder, who knows a thing or two about the topic. This has been a Lockdown MLB, Lockdown Dodgers crossover for the 19th day of August 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.